Hi, I'm Anupam Sarab. I'm a system scientist and I've been working on systems for the last 30 years. Uh, systems are, or system science is all about connections and interrelationships and interactions of the parts. So it's about how things fit together and work together to make things a whole and make things lively and happening. And that's what I've been studying for over 30 years. Thanks, Anupam. I'm Karishma, and I'm glad to be having a conversation with Anupam today. I work uh, at the Conference of Policy, Partnerships and Innovation. Uh, over the past eight years, I've spent time working in the water sector, trying to understand uh, people's relationship with water, their reliance on technology and uh, reliance on traditional knowledge in agriculture and, uh, and I'm quite excited to be talking about uh, the topic today because it's close to both our hearts and it's about is climate crisis a crisis of technology. So Anupam, if it's fine, I'm going to ask you the first question. and. Sure, absolutely. Shoot, go ahead. Okay. Uh, technological development uh, has been the center of tackling climate issues lately. Do you think that's the right way forward or do you see alternatives? Well, uh, let me give you an example. I think, uh, imagine that I'm obese. You know I'm not. But uh, imagine I'm obese and I go to the doctor and the doctor tells me, oh, okay, looks like, you know, you are putting on uh, some weight. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, uh, I, I'll put a stent in your heart so that you can have a bypass for all the blood that needs to circulate. I will try to make sure that you have additional kidneys and lungs because you're getting bigger. So you need more infrastructure. And you need to, you know, uh, you, because you're getting uh, fatter and fatter, you need to make sure that, you know, uh, uh, we have more of you in order to handle everything that's happening. So uh, technology will take care of all your obesity. You know, we will allow you to be as obese as possible. You'll say this is ridiculous. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, that's exactly how it is when it comes to saying that technology is a solution for climate crisis. Because the climate crisis is planetary obesity. And when you look at obesity uh, of the planet, if you simply say that, look, it's all right, whatever you guys are doing in the world, uh, what we are going to do is we are going to make sure that we are going to increase the infrastructure to absorb the carbon that is being produced or we'll simply try to switch over to using some different technology. But, you know, uh, everything is, else is all right. So I think uh, it, it's, it's as absurd as telling an obese person that technology will solve your obesity. 
So I, I do believe that technology is definitely not the only solution, but we need a good balance between maybe indigenous knowledge and technology. So how do you think, you know, we move forward in this space? So what's, what do you think are the alternatives before us? Well, so, uh, so let's, let's uh, you know, think back and ask the question, what is the climate crisis really? If, it's, if technology can't, can't address it, as I just highlighted, then what could or, you know, what has really gone wrong with the planet? Why are we obese in the first place? So obviously, obesity is a problem of our mind. It's a, it's a problem about, you know, how we like to live a life. It's about our lifestyle. It's about the, what we value and what we don't. It's about uh, the ethics that we have towards dealing with ourselves and dealing with those around us. So it's just because uh, I get upset with the world around me, I simply maybe I get to solving the problems by eating junk food, having uh, more alcohol, or you know doing everything that's being sedentary and uh, not paying attention to my health, uh, so I start getting obese. So what we are doing to the planet is quite similar in a lot of ways, because what we are doing is we are simply saying that, okay, uh, in order to feel good about myself, I need to have more and more things. I need to travel more and more. Uh, I need to actually travel longer distances I need to have uh, uh, more energy using devices which are in my house, in my office, and all over the place. So uh, I change my lifestyle and I don't think about what I should be valuing. I don't value the planet anymore. I don't value my relationship with the planet anymore. And there is no, you know, uh, ethical guideline that I have for myself in terms of how I abuse the planet and how, how I abuse my relationship with the planet. And as a consequence, of course, we have, you know, the climate crisis. Uh, so uh, obviously, it's not the technology, but it's uh, the relationship that we have worked up with our planet and how we are abusing it. That is really the cause. And therefore, uh, I think that's where we really need to focus our attention. How can we change our relationship with our planet and be more caring and more respectful of the planet that sustains us? So I think that is where we really need to go. And we need to have a set of ethical guidelines about how we will interact with the planet that we live on. I, I absolutely agree, you know, we need to have guidelines on how we interact with the planet. I recently read a very interesting, I was recently reading a very interesting book by Elizabeth Gilbert called The Big Magic. And uh, she has a very interesting anecdote in the book, which talks about uh, a professor who asks uh, her students uh, a simple question. And the question is, do you love nature? And everybody in the class raises their hand saying, yes, we do. 
And the next question she asks is, do you think nature loves you back? And they're all dumbfounded because no one's ever asked them that. I also think most people or most students didn't know how to answer it from my perspective because we are so busy wondering how will nature help us and what we need and what we do and how we travel and how we eat, as you rightly mentioned about the lifestyle problem. And we forget and we don't realize that the nature, that nature actually loves you back. The ecosystems love you back. Biodiversity loves you back. Whatever you call it and however you call it or whichever name you call it, it all loves you back simply because it's giving you so much than, than you actually expect. So eventually, if we harm nature or we harm the planet, it's damaging us more than anyone else. And we fail to realize that. We fail to you know, respect our relationship with nature or the planet. We fail to you know, understand the fact that we've got to be more humble about it, about the vastness, about the fact that everybody needs equal space and we are one, one just one species in the planet we, who needs space alongside animals or ocean life or the rivers or the trees and the plants that are around us. Absolutely. I think that's very well put. Uh, it's important to recognize that uh, the planet is our common shared home with the greater community of life. And, you know, a French philosopher once said that there is no such thing as nature. The minute you say there is nature, you are separating yourself from the planet that you live on. We need to recognize that each species and all non-living things on this planet together, we make up a living planet. And James Lovelock very beautifully called it as Gaia, as the uh, named after the goddess of uh, a Greek goddess. And if you look at the planet as a living being, then it's just like we are part of this living being, just as the cells in your liver and the cells in your heart and the cells in your lungs and the cells in your brain are part of you. Just imagine if one of them decided to dominate and say, we are going to take over the rest of your body and not leave place for the other cells. You would say that is cancer. So what we have done as humans by simply saying that we are the dominant species and we need energy and we need material and we need services and we need more land. And we are going to take it over from the rest of the species. And we are going to occupy the most of the planet. And it's for our needs and our human uh, well-being. We have forgotten about planetary well-being. So I think unless we recognize that if the planet is not well, there can be no human well-being. So uh, it's important to recognize that the climate crisis is a feedback from nature telling us that it is ill, that it is not well, and we are responsible for it. So we need to think about what is our relationship with our planet and to work towards improving this relationship. I agree, Anupam, because I think how, as you rightly put it, um, 
that human beings are dominating the planet and uh, climate crisis is a feedback to us saying it's not going well and as as you and i know that covid today is one of the biggest examples before us how do you think you know we are handling the situation and what do you think we need in terms of interacting better with the ecosystem so i think uh, in some ways we have been imprinted with the idea that technology is a magic wand and that technology will solve everything so in some sense we have been imprinted with uh, the feeling that we are a god that we can actually wave this thing called technology in order to solve everything so therefore we feel that we have to control what actually the natural processes change in order to make the planet a livable place so if we start controlling it then obviously we are going to have uh, you know the same problem because we have changed our relationship from being one which is symbiotic giving back to the planet and taking from the planet and playing our role in ensuring that it remains livable to being one which is parasitic where we want to actually exploit the planet for its materials for its energy for its resources and uh, ensure that we harness the power of the planet as we call as some people like to call it when we change our relationship and interact with the planet in this abusive way we can't expect that the planet is going to become better or is going to become habitable or is going to be livable so i think the most important thing for us to do is probably to mend this relationship by first starting and being humble in many indigenous cultures there used to be uh, you know a prayer which would be said to the planet every time we exploited it for some resources so in india for example you know before we start constructing any building there is a prayer ceremony which is held and if you really ask why this is held the whole idea behind this is to tell the planet earth that i am sorry that i am going to wound you but i am doing this in order to construct something that i need to live in but i will not harm you more than i need to but today somewhere we have forgotten that we need to do what we do in moderation and we are simply exploiting the earth and making even mountains disappear even forests disappear we have dumped our wastes and plastics into our seas and oceans so we have lost our respect for the planet that we live in i think we need to mend this relationship before we can deal with the climate crisis agree in fact i'm just going to pick on one of the word you ri- imi- rightly 
you know actually used saying we've lost our respect for nature and surprisingly uh the planet is losing respect for us because every time we look at the way things are turning out and climate crisis is one of the biggest examples of you know the planet losing respect for humans who are potentially trying to change its ways and dominate uh the planet and uh, and for, and it's it's funny but covid is actually giving us a taste of our own medicine it's dominating our lives right now and really highlights the way our lives are changing because of the problems we've created for ourselves by not respecting nature and when you don't respect something the other thing also refuses to respect you back after a point because we don't want to get to a point of no return and we still have an opportunity to do that right we have an opportunity to make the change make a lifestyle change help bigger corporates or you know individuals um, who are a part of the bigger system to potentially make an impact just by the way uh, we all interact with na- uh, let's call, not call it nature as you rightly said but with our ecosystem so to say yeah absolutely so you know i think nature provides us with the feedback of what we have done to it most of the times what we do is we use technology markets or politics in order to hide the feedback that nature gives us so what do we do if uh, a crop fails in a geographical region we simply use markets from other regions in order to supply us with that food stuff we forget to actually examine why the crop failed it may have failed because we have abused we have overexploited the land which where the crop stood or where the water that the crops received stood so something that we did to the ecosystem actually changed the way in which the yield came from the crops the same way when the temperatures in our cities get hot we don't examine why is the city getting hotter and hotter what we do is we use technology to fit fans and air conditioners and we just forget that we have increasingly used concrete in our cities we have paved every road and left no soil exposed to the air we have ensured that many of our buildings have glass facades and we are capturing we are the city is literally a heat sink so if the city's temperature is increasing and at the same time in order to do build this city we have removed all the trees which made sure that the city actually had a temperature which was livable so uh we have just ignored the feedback that was given to us by the planet saying that you are actually abusing this relationship and therefore the temperature is increasing what we did was we fitted an air conditioner and said oh i am quite fine i can now you know not worry about the increasing temperature so i think this is the short sightedness of uh, you know the way in which we deal with our interactions 
with the planet. And therefore, I think unless we change uh, these interactions, we will not leave a planet that will be livable for our children. In fact, even within our lifetimes, we will likely see major catastrophes. So if you think that, you know, being locked in during the pandemic is bad, imagine what's going to happen when the sea level rises and the whole of Mumbai will just disappear because uh, it will be covered by a sea. And many places you won't be able to leave the house because the temperature outside will be unlivable and maybe the air would be unbreathable. We all know what happened in, happens every year in Delhi in November and December. So, and maybe even in January, and this period is going to ever increase unless we start caring about our interactions with our planet. Absolutely. In fact, to add to what you just said, I think uh, some of the effects, we're already feeling it, right? With the tsunami or the number of hurricanes that have been um, affecting us across the globe. And I think they're all a reason, all, all a part of this entire climate crisis situation. And the technology bit that you mentioned, uh, I think what is happening today is in, with a fast-paced city life, people are always looking for instant gratification or an instant change or something that will instantly make them, you know, uh, make them happy or make them comfortable without realizing the fact that we need to look at not gratification but long-term happiness and not just for our generation but uh, the generations to come. And, and, and somehow we are not able to do that right with the kind of population we have we want to care for uh, our planet but uh, before that we should also start caring for the people that we live with and unfortunately i think the only people we are thinking about is ourselves uh and and i guess that's that's also one of the problems uh, and as as you rightly put it initially that we need some guidelines to you know, and learn how to deal with nature, not nature, but yeah, the ecosystem, the planet, the biodiversity, the, the, and, and learn to appreciate and respect what we have, because as you mentioned, it might get worse than what we are already experiencing. Well, you're right. You know, uh, we have become very goal driven. We want happiness. You know, it becomes a goal rather than actually the result of a healthy relationship you know so the reason why all of these things elude us is a lot uh, to do with the fact that everything that we are doing whether it's sustainability or whether it is our individual lives we talk about the goals we don't talk about the means to accomplish the goals we don't talk about what we should value in the relationships we have with each other and with the planet in order to ensure that uh, we, you know, it's a fruitful and a mutually enjoyable and a symbiotic relationship. We look around for exploitation. Every sign of weakness we feel we can exploit 
and actually be the one who is victorious and above the other. And therefore, uh, all that it results in is a global pandemic of unhappiness and discontent and of search for power over the other and search for uh, simply humiliating the other. So I think till such time that we don't recognize the fact that the means matter more than the ends and, the, and things like happiness, contentment are what result but cannot actually be goals. You, they are the consequence of the way in which we have, how we live our relationships and interactions. So I think that's something that's extremely important that we need to find our way back to. Absolutely. We need to, you know, have ethical guidelines, need to have more harmonious relationship with uh, the planet. We have to realize that people need not either be the center of everything that uh, happens to the earth. And lastly, as you said, we have to not just wait for the result. We have to look at uh, the means to get there. Yes, absolutely. And that is precisely what uh, uh, system science, as I told you, is all about. It's about learning to understand uh, interactions and the relationships we enjoy with each other and how we make up the whole. So as more and more people uh, find their way to recognizing the importance of these interrelationships and the whole, I think we will have a healthier planet emerging. So on that note, I hope that we are able to have more people pay attention and become aware of the importance of their interactions with each other and with the planet. Great talking to you Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anupam. I think the planet loves us as much as we love it. So we got to be careful of how we deal with it. Wonderful. 